Good afternoon, gardeners. You're listening to Garden Planet with Selena and Karen. Good afternoon, people. Today's episode is going to be about the life-changing magic of not tidying up. Okay, <laughs> that sounds a lot like the day I've had in the discovery room, <laughs> working with new entrants. Oh, right. Yay. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm quite used to that at the moment. Um, as it's autumn and the leaves are falling and it's getting colder, um, what gardeners traditionally have done is harvest all their veggies and then started preparing for winter by raking all the leaves and tidying. Who even has a rake anymore? Um, I don't even it have was a rake. weird. Like, we've got a rake, but I think it was for, I don't know, it just came with the house. and Never used it? The children next door were like, what's that? <laughs> they don't really, they're not oh. really, they don't definitely don't clean if you saw their yard. Um, and they definitely don't garden, so yeah. But oh. um, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't really, yeah. Yeah, there's two Other different ways. types of rakes. There's those straight ones yeah. with the hooks that you rake the soil. Yes. And you make it into lines. And yes. And then there's so satisfying. those leaf rakes that are like claws. Yeah. Big, big do you, do you have a leaf rake? No. No. I don't even have a. I don't. Straight I don't rake. really bother. If they go, if the leaves go on the deck, but my Indian neighbour further down from the ones that don't clean. Don't worry, I know they don't listen. <laughs> um, they yeah, he rakes religiously. He's the one that gives me all my bags of oh, leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, we can <coughs> just talk about um, the pros and cons of tidying up okay. today. Um, whether you're a messy like me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I saw your garden the other day. It's stunning. Or one of those very particular... I'm pretty sure your dad would not let you get away with a messy garden. Marie Kondo control freaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a few of those around. So how to deal with messy garden, or maybe messy is a good thing. Well, let's explore that a bit. Um, for those of you who don't know who Marie Kondo is, she's um, a Japanese lady who's written a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It's been a very popular bestseller. Um, and her thing, and this is to do in Japan where they live in tiny, tiny apartments, um, that single people were finding it hard to live because they had too much stuff and everything was messy. Only singles? Um, well, maybe couples as well, but it tended to be oh. singles. I don't know. I don't why know, that mate, is. like, because I know that kids come with a lot of mess. Exactly. Um, anyway. Um, and so she had this method of how to tidy up by throwing practically everything away. Mm-hmm. And then only keeping things that spark joy. Right. So I should take every single item in the house or the apartment and you'd look at it and you'd ask yourself the question, does this spark joy? And if it does, you keep it. And if it doesn't, it gets chucked away. So um, this was the method that she claims works. 
and for everyone. Mm. And a lot of people have testified that it works. But um, thinking of our gardens, I don't know if that really does work. Uh, are you wanting my opinion on that? Um, well, you know how Japanese have their Zen gardens and they're very neat and tidy, mm. but they take lots and lots of maintenance. Mm. So I know that when I gardened for a contractor company and I said, oh, why aren't we looking after any Japanese gardens? That would be nice to look after mm. and garden there. And they said, oh, no, they were way too much maintenance. Right. <laughs> it was like every day you had to be clipping or raking the, yeah. the um, what do you call it, the gravel. And yeah. Um, shaping everything. I um, suggested back in the day when we had the Waitakere City Council. Yes. And they put out a a notice saying, you know, any ideas for gardens for their new sort of office block that's there in Henderson. Mm. And I sent in an idea saying, I think a Japanese garden would be like splendid. Mm. And then, yeah, they put in a Japanese garden. So I don't know if I was like the only one that like, put in my thoughts but well, they did it yeah and I was like and I happened to just be like biking around there with my son on the back of the bike and I was like oh they actually did it yeah, <laughs> did. oh that's cool it was beautiful um but I think that's they've sort of arranged and not so much gravel they've done a water feature mm. you can jump on like the blocks stains. in between yeah, yeah. and um, instead of sort of like bonsai type trees or yeah. what are the Japanese like to use a lot of maple and miniature, yeah. they haven't, they don't seem to have done that. They've done a lot more sort of tasuki, sort of made it kind of kiwi, kiwi-anized. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, when the council sort of amalgamated and then there weren't so much maintenance workers, um, that garden got shifted. Oh, right. The Henderson one. Yeah, to mm. Western Springs. Oh. So they're looking after it over there now. Um, so what's at the... Um, I'm not sure because... I must go and reinvestigate. must go and investigate because it apparently yes. costs too much to maintain it. Oh, okay. <laughs> They were looking after I didn't think I didn't think of that at the time because, yeah, I just, I, I didn't really know much about gardening and I do know, but I mean, like your garden, I saw it the other day when I went to drop off that, those leaves mm. and the, I mean, it's real tidy. The lawns are like really nice and tidy, straight lines. The hedges are always done, but then your dad... He does a lot of that, doesn't he? Well, puts a lot of time and effort into he it. He mows, so a lot of it is due to his mowing and clipping skills. Yeah, yeah. and he's retired and he enjoys it yep. and he's got the time and the will. Yeah, That's not the case for a lot of people. No. A lot of people don't have the time. A lot yep. of people don't have the energy. And some people just aren't plain interested yeah. in having a, yeah. I think... Our section's easier because it's flattish. And it's, yes, true. So um, if you're on a slope, it can be a bit more difficult. Mm, true. Um, and he's always mowed and is very happy to clip. But I think, I don't know if it's a generalisation, but men seem to be more into straight lines and 
Well, Pierre, my, my hubby, said his dad was a big fan of the lawn. Yeah. And it was his domain. And he would spend hours, you know, out there and... You know, after work, he'd be trimming away and, yeah. you know, making sure there were no weeds in the lawn. That was his gig. Yeah. So, yeah, mate, I, I definitely think it does, yeah, it seems to be sort of the, the man of the household. It certainly was. Yeah. Uh, my dad was the one that usually did the lawns. Yeah. When I was growing up, so. Yeah. Um, I think it goes down to some garden styles. Um with lawns, they're not a feature of a lot of other style of gardens. They're mm. kind of a, I don't know, they came in with the English yeah. style um, wealthy gardeners that had huge Yes, that's right. And we've sort of miniaturised into suburbia. It was kind of seen as uh, really lavish to have a nice lawn. Yes. If you had a nice lawn, manicured lawn, yes. you were seen to be doing well. Yes. Um, so... That's that. That's interesting. The history of the lawn, because remember we, I remember yes. talking about that one time with you. Um, but yeah, not so much now. I mean, I love it. Like when the lawn's freshly mowed and I've done my weeding, which is not often at the moment. I look out at my yard. I think, man, I just take real pride. I feel real good about myself. Mm. Probably a bit sore. Yeah. And like, I need to see the osteo, or like, you know, need a good beer. <laughs> but. Um, no, it's a nice feeling when you can look at your yard and think, you know, that looks really tidy. I don't mind. I my whole thoughts on messy and tidy is yes, there are times when it's messy. Mm. It's autumn, or I'm busy, or I'm sick, or I'm whatever, and I don't have time for that. And then, so I don't kind of just don't really look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there are times when it's looking a lot better. Yeah, and yeah I kind of just roll with it, but I don't yeah. get too hung up on it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give some tips on lawn maintenance for those interested. I mean... um, The thing about lawns is, and you're lucky because you've got a dedicated lawnmower at your house, okay? (laughs) We don't at mine. And they always seem to come, come about like, the you know, the when you need to mow at the time when there's so much going on. Like like this weekend, Pierre goes, oh, the lawns need doing. And I'm just like... On top really? Of everything else. Oh. You know, they all, it always seems to just come at a time and it's like, no. Oh, well. Anyway, what's your work? I'm interested to hear uh, your. What, what have you got? Well, um, don't mow when it's wet. I mean, it's a waste of time, I reckon. Yeah. Because um, I know that some contractors, they just mow whenever the weather, because they have to. Well, I don't think it's very good for your lawnmower as well to be mowing. It's not good for your lawnmower and not good, I mean, it leaves a mess because you're stepping on wet grass and, um, uh, yeah, it it just sort of... Yeah, and then it, like, it's really heavy to, like, cart around with the catcher and stuff. Yeah. Did you used to have to do that when you were doing your, so rain, hail or shine? Yeah, yeah. We're wait for like gaps in the you know the Auckland weather would go sunny rainy sunny rainy yeah yeah <laughs> and we go oh well, let's get the lawn done so some tips if you're looking after the lawn um, keep your mower setting on a bit higher mm-hmm. um, so you can let your lawn grow a bit more but if it's getting too high you just cut it um, in you could cut it twice rather than cut it all at once. <coughs> no, <Yes>. thanks. 
<laughs> but then you leave lights, lots on. You don't cut lawns, mate. <laughs> you and you don't, you've seen my property. <laughs> you leave lots of um, long um, clippings, like when you're, you don't have the catcher, and that leaves like lots more mess for you to on the lawn as your mulch. Um, I just put it in, I, I don't know how you mow, but I put it in the catcher. Okay. And then compost it or use right. it as mulch. Okay. I don't, I don't, like, because if I left, like, the clippings, especially down the front part that's exposed, I'll, my neighbour already gets upset if I leave, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, it's blowing all over the driveway. Well, depends on how you mow, whether you use catcher or not. Um, we didn't used to use the catcher on some lawns, but we did on others. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, depending on depends. the customer. Um, yeah, yeah, don't mow when it's wet. Um, yep, use the clippings on in the compost. Uh, but for gardeners, you might even want to try just not mowing at all. Letting well, I mean, ideally, <laughs> I would love to do that. But, yeah, I don't think the husband would be, you know. No idea. But I'll talk he's about... He's a bit too prim and proper for that. Some of the benefits of leaving um, everything uncut. How about that? Okay. I mean, just to think I've about. Talked about the, I've talked about what we call the um, Let Your Lawn Grow uh, session. Yes. Um, I just wanted to reiterate. Growing wild. Growing wild. Well, they call it, I found out it was called like the Bedhead Garden. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> it's got a few names. Messy Gardens, Wild Gardens, Bedhead Gardens. And some of the are pros why you would do that i mean why 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 would you do that um, because it's awesome because you're lazy no <laughs> <laughs> no um well it's actually very good for wildlife yeah and um beneficial insects can overwinter because you're leaving like all the seed heads and yeah. all the the um you know everything to dry off and then they have a habitat to live in over the winter and they can yeah. feed and also the birds as well so um yeah we've got some uh, neighbors on the corner i won't mention their uh, ethnicity but uh yeah though they they let their uh lawns grow wild um wild gardening yeah. and you know the other neighbors oh what a mess. And I think it looks quite beautiful. Yeah. Um, sometimes it gets up to, I'm not joking, like two feet, maybe more. Wow. And then they bring out, watch this, you should know Sus. this. Yeah, some, some, there's some sort of, a lawnmower won't do it. Yeah. Um, and then it can make hay. <laughs> literally they could. And they'll do it like maybe once every couple of months. Oh. Yeah, and then, and, then, and, and it appears, like, oh, they've destroyed that lawn because it's all just brown. No. But, but I'm like. Yeah, you just watched, mate. When it dries off, that's actually kind of good for the plants mm. and the animals. Yeah, it's beautiful, waving in the wind yeah. like that. Leave it a bit natural. Um, yeah, overwintering insects, lizards, birds, wildlife. Uh, at least some uh, uh, places to forage. And um, if you have problems with pests and things, what happens is... They're beneficial insects because they've got that habitat to live in. Um, come spring, um, your your nasty insects, your pest insects, won't be so devastating because the beneficial insects would have, you know, overwintered and got to eat them. 
Right. So, so you reckon it, it brings in more beneficials. Balances the cycle. Yeah. I would say. And butterflies, they need habitat as well. Um, so there are benefits to leaving some areas wild. Um, if you really need to tidy up and you're tempted to do it, why not leave it till mid-spring? And then they would have had that winter period to to build up again um, and replenish and just have a rest um, before you get all busy and until you're clipping and pruning and everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's one big benefit of just leaving it yeah. for a while. You know? Yeah. And you, you'll have a rest too. You don't need to yeah. get busy until you feel like all your energy come back come spring. I usually have a big burn up around that time. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just do all the pruning, leave it to dry, and yeah. then just before it gets too hot, I have a bit of a, yeah. Yeah. So. Big, um, burn up in the drum. Mm. Mm. How are you with leaf blowers? Mm. Do you do it? No. 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 Just. I just let. I just let, I just the, let leaves the wind fall. That's into my leaf beds. blower. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I clean up all the leaves off the deck because you know they can be a bit dangerous off when they start paths and driveways. Yes, but not on the beds or the. Yeah, yeah. Why? Anywhere I. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah you can mull over them and it makes them all into little tiny pieces. Yeah, but other than that. I don't see it's a big problem. And because it makes great mulch again. Mm. So use your leaves as mulch. If you don't want them Mm. somewhere, you can move them into your other beds. Yes. And blanket your soil. So it doesn't require much to move them. You know, well, I don't think it does. Well. It's kind of fun. Yeah. (laughs) I know, but none of this is really like that much of a, hassle but then people still aren't doing it (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm not neglect central at my Uh, house right now I just let the names fall a bit embarrassing (laughs) yeah Um, if you're into designing gardens a good way to demarcate a space is what permaculture does is it divides them into zones so as you go away from your house or habitat area it just Mm. gets wilder oh so you're not going into those spaces as much, so mm. they can be left kind left of left just to go for it. Yeah, and, t- and, and sort of you only really need to do the real tidy ups, like in your courtyard area, yeah, or where yeah, you're walking yeah. a lot and you're paying more attention. Mm. So don't make it hard for yourself um, by any means. I mean, mm. we're not like trying to make a rod for your back when you garden. No, no. <laughs> Don't be too hard on yourself. That's right, Selena. So, shall we um, explore what our plan of the week is? Sure, why not? Of all the saddest words that I have ever heard, the saddest is a story told me by a bird. You'd spend about an hour chatting with a flower, and here's the tale the flower told. Quote, I'm a lonely little petunia and an onion patch. An onion patch. Yes, an onion Okay, so plant of the week is a plant that would be really like valuable to have at the moment. And I'm going to be talking about citrus plants. And 
yeah, now would be a good time if you wanted to get one in your garden. It's cooling off. Good time to transplant. So, yeah, maybe my little spiel on uh, citrus today might provide okay. some inspiration. So, they are considered small to moderate sized trees reaching 5 to 15 metres. Have you ever seen one that big? Maybe in tropical areas. Anyway, mm. with spiny shoots, man, their spines can really do some yeah. damage. Yeah, and you, they, they're really like well hidden as well. They're not obvious like a rose thorn. Oh, so often, no. if I'm pruning, I'm like, ah, it gets me. <laughs> and they're green, so the same color as their yeah. yeah. That's not a leaf. <laughs> and uh, so they have lovely flowers, two to four centimeters in diameter. Uh, with five white petals and numerous stamens, they are often very strongly scented due to the presence of essential oil glands. And here is a fun fact alert. Did you know that citrus fruit evolved over, they reckon, about 15 million years ago from small edible berries? I imagine they would have been oh. maybe sharp-tasting berries. No. Yeah, so That's they st- started funny. off as a... I can't imagine the most berries. Mm. Citrus trees tend to thrive in a consistently sunny, humid environment with fertile soil and adequate rainfall or irrigation. Okay, so there you go. Plant it where there's lots of sun. Yeah. We don't have to worry about humidity. You're fine there. Yeah. Okay, and keep it well fed and... Well, I never water mine lemon tree now. Honestly, Doesn't it just looks it. after itself. At any age, citrus grows well enough with infrequent irrigation. That coming on to that now, um, and partial and um, with infrequent irrigation and partial shade, but the fruit crop will be a bit smaller. So it will do it, mm. but it just won't be as as good a crop. Generally speaking, citrus trees are not frost hardy. Mandarins tend to be the hardiest of all citrus and can withstand short periods down to as cold as minus 10 degrees. I always remember going out in frost in bare feet when I was a kid, out living on the farm and grabbing a mandarin in the morning before <laughs> school. Yeah. It was quite beautiful, actually. <laughs> yeah. So the man, yep, I can vouch for that. It used to get cold in the Waikato. Citrus trees will hybridise very readily. So all commercial citrus cultivation use trees produced by grafting the desired fruiting cultivars onto rootstocks. And these are usually selected for disease resistance and hardiness. So if you go to your local shop and you think, yep, Karen's totally inspired me on doing it, um, don't worry, they'll have all that sorted out for you. Fun fact alert coming up, sweet lemon and sweet lime refer to a diverse group of citrus hybrids. These contain low acid pulp and juice. Oh, so, okay. And it's kind of like, I think you can get sour oranges too. Oh, all right. And did you know that there are many kinds and hybrids of mandarins, including tangerines and clementines? It's a hybrid. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. All sorts. Yeah. So a mature fruit is one that has completed its growth phase, but ripening refers to the changes that occur within the fruit once it's mature and until decay sets in. 
These changes usually involve starches converting to sugars and a decrease in acids. Interestingly, once a citrus fruit is separated from the tree, they do not increase in sweetness or continue to ripen. Okay. So that don't ends. bother. Don't go, oh, put it in the pantry. It's no. just going to start decaying. And then, yeah, going soft. So leave them on the tree. As long you? as you can until oh. you need to eat them. Yeah. Yeah. The colour of citrus fruits only develops in climates with a diurnal winter. That means where you've got like distinct temperature differences. Okay. So in tropical areas, you don't get that. They literally don't have a winter. Um, so in those um, <clears throat> climates, citrus fruits remain green right up until maturity. Oh, really? Hence the tropical green orange. What? With oranges, though, <laughs> speaking of which, yeah. colour cannot be used as an indicator of ripeness oh, okay. because sometimes the rinds turn orange long before the oranges are ready yeah, to eat. You sort yeah. of have to squeeze them a bit. Tasting them is pretty much them. the simplest way to know. Yeah. Yeah. Citrus plants are mostly liable to infestation by aphids. Yep, can vouch for that. Whitefly, yep. And scale insects. Also important are the viral infections to which some of these ectoparasites serve as vectors, such as the aphid-transmitted citrus tristera, tristeza virus, sorry, which if left unchecked is devastating to citrus plantations. What? Do you know what? Do you understand what I mean by that? So basically, the bugs carry this virus. So even if you get rid of the bugs, like the They've aphids, for the instance, virus. this um, oh, yeah, they'll pass on that virus okay. still. Yeah, real pain, man. Apparently, it's a real big problem for the citrus growers. Um, most citrus trees can weather an insect infestation. I can vouch for that. Um, although the new leaves may be unsightly to some. Okay. Uh, sorry, the, um, not new leaves, the dead leaves. Yeah. And do you have I don't any know why I write new. tips on um, that? So I kind of just, I, I did an experiment on this mm. and I thought, you know what, the white flies back in town. And I thought, I'm just going to see. My tree's pretty robust and it always produces. So I thought, I'm just going to w- watch and see what happens with this. Whole tree was covered. Yeah. And it still fruited beautifully, and yes, it could have looked a little bit better, but the leaves didn't drop off. It survived. It it survived it with no interaction. I was stoked. Okay. And I've got a tree full of lemons. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it depends on the health of your plant, Mm. that. What I've done is neem granules just Mm. around the drip line. Yeah. And it seems to, you know, cut um, it. As we kind of shared before, it doesn't kill all, all the pests, but mm. it controls the population. Yeah. And then they get resistant to those sucking insects. And also, I tried name on my lemon tree that was had scale on it and got rid of all the scale. Wow. Or it Miracle you know, drug. It, it went back to healthy. So definitely recommend neem. The neem granules. Oh, I, I, didn't, I would recommend nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when, oh. yeah, nah, but I mean, I know my tree. I know. Yeah. I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to see how it goes. So I took it. Um, yeah. You know, and then, but then I could be seriously have had major regrets with that if it had oh, survived. Oh, okay. damn it. I should have named it. Yeah. Ah. Well, you can't really go wrong with name. It's not going to harm 
your plant. Yeah. So it's not going to... I just... It was still green. Yeah. It still looked... And, you know, it's like when you get a cold. You can still function. You're still eating. And, you, you know, mm. you just kind of weather it out and away you go. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, maybe it's just that. And I did a bit of research and they said, yep, they will be impacted. But most trees, if they're not new... Yeah. Or, um, you know, deficient in anything and they're healthy, they'll weather it. Okay. So I did a little bit of research. Well, thanks, Karen. I'm quite inspired to look at my citrus again. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. This is kind of nearly to the end of our garden planet. Um, I just wanted to say that if you're thinking of tidying up, maybe leave it for a bit and let, you know, let things rest a bit. Yeah, you have go a rest. <laughs> Put your legs up. Yeah, get on the couch. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. No pressure. Um, yeah, I think we sometimes we burn ourselves up with trying to be too, too tidy. Yeah, yeah. Nah, get a life. <laughs> Happy gardening, all everyone. right, guys. <laughs> take take care, Kaki Tiano. Bye. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. That's all we have time for. Come back next week for more great gardening tips at Garden Planet. You can find us on Facebook on our Garden Planet Facebook page or email us at gardenplanetfm at gmail.com if you want to ask us anything about gardening. Happy gardening, everyone, and we'll be back next week.